G'day everyone, this is Rita Join and welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast, how to turn your passion into your profession. And I'm talking about two specific questions in this episode that I received and those questions are, what are some of the changes, what are some changes to make when you feel a lack of energy and motivation? And the second question is, what are some, what are some things or some free ways to feel happy right now? So I want to break those two questions up because they're very important questions. I don't know anyone who hasn't suffered a lack of motivation or energy. Uh, in fact, um, anyone that I've ever worked with, anyone that I've ever been around, they do experience those things. But what do you do when you're in that slump, when, you do, when you're in that moment of feeling down and defocused? And so what are some changes to make when you feel a lack of energy and motivation? Here's a, a shopping list of things. And what I tend to do is I tend to look at all of these things and see what I need to target. So in other words, I look at, first of all, my thoughts. What am I thinking about that's making me feel demotivated or lack of energy? What am I thinking about? Am I thinking about something negative? Am I thinking about something sad? Am I thinking of like there's a brick wall? and What am I thinking about? And then what caused those thoughts? What triggered that thought? Was it something I ate? Was it something that I saw? Was it something I drove past? Was it a, a song that I heard, you know, in the back of my mind or as it was, as it was playing in the cafe, cafe as I was working? You know, anything can trigger us. The point is to look at what was the trigger and what, was, what, what thought was born from that trigger. So it's really important to look at that. In fact, just the other day, the other day I was sitting down and for some reason I was getting up to pray and I had these thoughts of just, you know, like the cat next door was about to get run over. And because previous to that I was driving and I saw a kangaroo get hit by a car because I live in Canberra. And there are kangaroos everywhere in Canberra, especially suburbia. And I was driving and this, cam this little kangaroo, uh, two of them, were hopping alongside me as I'm driving on the road and they're on the footpath and they're hopping on the footpath as I'm driving. And I go, oh, how cute is that? And the next thing I know, they start to speed up their hopping and they just, this, like, like within a second, they just run on the road, well, not run, they hop on the road and this other car going opposite hits them and I hear this big, kaboom and um kaboom is in they got fully hit and somehow the car screeched and these poor little kangaroos didn't know what was going on but they managed to get up and hop away but that kept replaying in my head now that's a thought and what triggered it was just the memory of me repeating it over and over again in my mind now that can have a dampening at a subconscious level depending on who you are and how you interpret things but I was thinking about why am I feeling down why am I really feeling a bit Ugh. it's because I was thinking of that so I was just repeating that in my head unconsciously which was making me feel a bit like you know like just sad for those little kangaroos that got hit and we couldn't do anything about them on the road so my point in sharing that is look at your thoughts and then look at what am I thinking about and what is triggering that thought? You, once you understand what the trigger is and what thought is born from that trigger, you're now able to really get command of just stopping that thinking. Which brings me to the next point is when you find yourself, as I was, going back and thinking about the kangaroo being hit by the car, I had to now, because it's not going to help me constantly thinking about it, the kangaroo went off and I just got sad that it got hit at all. So I was now associating something negative with me 
thinking about that story. So I was thinking about every time my mind unconsciously went towards the kangaroo being hit by a car, I thought about something worse that made me feel disgusted to even think about it. So I was thinking about, you know, um, the rubbish tip and the smell of a rubbish tip and how disgusting that is. And so in my mind, I was associating something really gross to that thought so that my mind wouldn't go to it because I'm getting something out of repeating that scenario in my head and it's not serving me. It's not giving, it's not making me productive. It's not allowing me to help any kangaroo. Like, you know what I mean? It's not helping anybody. So I'm, what I did was I associated something really gross that I didn't even want to think about to my, my memory of the kangaroo so that I wouldn't have that come unconsciously seeping into my head. So that's what I do. What are your thoughts? What's triggering it? And then associate something that grosses you out. Because when you do that by association, you cut the, the repetition of that memory. You cut the repetition. And you've got to do it a few times for it to happen. Sometimes it depends on how ingrained the memory is or ingrained that feeling is. But breaking that habit. The other thing that I want to mention is reading a book by the name of The Big Leap. I think this should be... Rec recommended reading for every adult a really and truly and I just can't believe I only got my hands on it about two years ago it's called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks and it's called Conquer Your Hidden Fear and Take Your Life to the Next Level that's a very general sub line that he's actually added to the book but it's so beautiful the book gives you answers that question how do you get feel motivated and how do you get energized it's really because you we operate from our zone of comfort or our zone of excellence where we need to get to our, our zone of genius. And this book talks about how do you, each, each individual has a zone of genius, but we don't go to it because we have a family, because we have a work, because we have a work, because we have a job, because we have some level of excuse. And that excuse is paving the way from preventing us from entering our zone of genius. And so when, you, when the questioner is asking me, what changes would I make um, when you feel lack of energy and motivation? Obviously, the thoughts and association of those thoughts, like I just explained. But this book, literally, I could not, when I first read the book, and it was published in, it's like a long time ago, it was published in 2009. And I'm very sad that I only picked it up two years ago. And when I read the book, um, it just made sense. Like it made sense why my mind goes to something maybe sad or negative or unproductive and the book just kind of laid it out because really there's a really hidden deep fear we all have and we just put up excuses but we don't realize they're excuses we don't realize there are fears and this book just really gently explains how that works how the brain operates in a very um approachable way like it's not scientific it's not filled with jargon it's just day-to-day -day stuff about how it happens. So I would recommend that book. And I, in fact, every time I travel, like the majority of times that I travel, I take this book with me. And if, if you take a look at this book, I've highlighted it. And if you're seeing this on a media platform like YouTube or Facebook, I've highlighted this book inside and out with my thoughts and my thinking, because that's what I do when I read a book. I highlight things, I write things, I write my thoughts, I write what this means and that and how I put, bring things together, because that's how my brain works and by writing it down, it just consolidates my thinking. And when I want to go back to a book and I see the highlights, I know what's 
important. And I just go back into those little quotes or those little points or that little scenarios. And then I pick up and my memory comes back of what that um, chapter was about or what that process or that thing that they were talking about. So The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks is one of the all-time best books I have ever read and I recommend every adult every adult read it because you will just get out of your own head you just get out of your own way and then the other thing is if you're feeling a lack of motivation and, and um, a lack of energy is now remember this is a shopping list are you exercising are you exercising on a regular basis I swear to God I swear to God that when I don't exercise that when I uh, get quote unquote too busy it's not too busy. I just don't prioritize it. That's the truth of the matter. But when I don't exercise, I like even for one day when I don't exercise, like I'm talking, I'm not like a hardcore athlete. Like I'm not an athlete, full stop. But when I exercise, when I get some, like, like when I sweat during exercise, I just feel like there is a release of stress. There's a release of baggage. There's just, and my body feels different. I feel that the, just the, the chemical balances of my, my brain just flow differently. I think differently. And if you're not exercising on a regular basis, I would really highly recommend that. In fact, I was reading a, another book, which you don't have to read this one, but let me just give you the gist of the point here. It's by Norman Deutsch and it's called The Brain That Change The Brain's Way of Healing. I'm just looking at it right now. By Norman Deutsch. The Brain's Way of Healing. And he is a doctor. He's a GP uh, who is a neuroplastician. And he talks about neuroplasticity. And neuroplasticity is the ability for the brain to change. So the brain is like plastic. It's not literally plastic. But like pl plastic where it's malleable and changeable and flexible, that's what the brain is regardless of, of your age. So once upon a time, scientists thought that the brain was like a computer, that whatever you put in it, whatever program you install, whatever software system, that's how it would play out for the rest of your life. But from the frontiers of neuroplasticity, they have found out that the brain actually changes. And this book is about examples of how people who have had a stroke, who have one day woken up and couldn't stand straight because they were like, like the world was spinning and the woman couldn't stand up straight. And so she couldn't get out of bed for years, how backaches, how um, the inability to talk, how all of this stuff was able to be rewired in the brain simply by certain exercises, certain thought processes without the invasion of medicine or surgery. And so the book just talks about examples of that. And one of the things that he was talking about is how one of the things that serves dementia, one of the things that alleviates dementia and, and hold on to your hats or your hijabs, one of the things that uh, alleviates dementia is walking. And 60%, they say in the book, it says 60% of alleviating dementia is walking daily. If there was a drug that could alleviate dementia by 60%, the book says, it would be the most talked about drug in the world. But if you just walk every single day, that reduces the onset and the impact of dementia. And so one of the things that the book talks about is this group called the African Walking Group. And it started in Africa, which is why it's called the African Walking Group. And basically, they took people who were 
you know, senior citizens who had high blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol, you know. And so what they decided to do was put people on a walking, a walking schedule, an exercise schedule, and they had to walk, uh, I believe, don't quote me on this, guys. I've written it down in my notes. Uh, they, have, they had to walk a certain amount every single day. And they had to walk it uh, on grass, somewhere that was light on the knees so it wouldn't create too much damage on the knees. And so there would be a coach that would make sure that they would be okay so they wouldn't have any injuries, just walking. And then once they, but they had to do it every single day. And once they did that, then the next day came and the next and they kept going. Then once they reached a certain level of distance walking, they now asked them to reduce the time. So basically, these people were being asked at an incremental level to walk every single day. And then once they reached a certain level of walking distance, they asked them to walk at the same distance, but at a degrees time. So they're just challenging them. What they realized is when they were put them, putting them on this program and not rushing them to exercise, 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 and not allowing them to feel overwhelmed with exercising too hard or giving them something that was too long to walk for, but incrementally increasing it. And then once the distance was reached at its maximum, they then just minimized the time that they had to complete it in. Dementia, uh, uh, dementia the onset of dementia kind of reduced. People were um, talking about the fact that they were off their diabetes meds, they were off their blood pressure meds, they were off their cholesterol meds. I mean, the results were just incredible. And it all happened because of exercise and that rewired the brain. And so that is an example of how exercise on a regular consistent basis can have a huge impact on motivation and energy. So now that the body's not being pumped with drugs for diabetes or cholesterol or blood pressure, or like for these people, don't you think they would have more energy? Don't you think they'd have more motivation? Like, of course they would. It just comes naturally. So ask yourself, are you doing it in a consistent basis? In fact, I'm taking um, that advice in that book. And because I, I believe that the best way to learn from a book is just take something of what it says and implement that and just like ingrain it into your world. Otherwise, I don't know about you, but when I read books, like, you know, I read a fair few books and then I forget what it says. So the best way for me to learn about it is just implement something from the book. And what I implemented from that book is when I'm on the treadmill of a morning and usually I would say walk, you know, I don't know, sometimes I would walk 5Ks or sometimes I would walk and run 3Ks. It would just depend. What I do now is I time myself that I have to run under 40 minutes I'll run or walk, but I've got to get it done within 40 minutes. And I have to actually do 3.15 Ks, 3.15 Ks, which is not a lot. But for someone who's just starting to run is what I'm doing. And so every two weeks, I'm increasing that, that number so that I can, so the next two weeks, it'll be 3.17. That'll be three, but I'm taking it incrementally. And that's what the, the secret is of how these senior citizens were able to do it. The secret is doing it incrementally. Don't overburn, don't overdo it because then it becomes like a, a drag. It becomes like work. And so I'm just sharing that with you because that's exactly what I do in my own life. When I'm on the treadmill, I'm taking a leaf out of this book 
I'm timing myself for under 40 minutes. And this is just me personally doing it. This is not from the book, the 40 minute thing that I'm doing. Um, but I'm doing it for 40 minutes, 3.15 Ks. And I either can walk or run, but it's got to be done under that time limit. And that allows me to have a goal. And it's just going to build on that and build and build. And consistent every day is what gets results. So ask yourself, are you exercising every single day? The other thing is that people, books, podcasts, who do you, who motivates you? Like, do you listen to a particular person online or offline that motivates you? Like sometimes when I listen to someone's voice and there is high energy in that voice, that gives me motivation. That gives me energy. Books that I read, like The Big Leap gives me um, a way out of my own thinking, of my own you know, thinking that's not getting me anywhere. So if I go into someone else's brain through a book and explore what they're thinking and how they've overcome it, that helps me as well. So books, talking, like getting to know people who are movers, movers and shakers in your community, those that you find just spending, have, making sure that you have coffee with them. I know for myself with my work that I need to be in proximity with people. I just have to be around people. If I'm not around people, I pretty much go like crazy which is why a lot of the time I work in coffee shops or I work in cafes or I work around and I, I, I make time to go and meet with people one-on-one -on -one because my soul needs it. I need to be around people. Now, there are other people who would not rather not be with anyone. That comes from knowing yourself. That comes with knowing what lights you up. So does being around people light you up? And which kind of people? And reach out to them. Reach out to people that in your community that you would like to get to know and you have a coffee, that person, there was no, nothing in common. So then you go to the next, like, you know, you just make time in your calendar to prepare for what your needs are so that you can perform at your optimum. Um, and podcasts, articles, videos, anything, like, like you want to have like a, a, a kit that it's available for you when you're feeling demotivated or lacking energy. Like you need to have a kit prepared. So if you're ever feeling demotivated or lacking in energy, you would go and watch this video. You would go and listen to this podcast. You would go and read that book. You would go and spend time with that person. You would go to visit that particular place. You would have this kind of food to eat. You know, you would have a go-to plan, which is so important. Um, Sarah Blakely, who is the uh, the founder of Spanx, she actually said that um, in one of her Instagram uh, accounts, she said that what athleticism is to an athlete, like what physical agility and physical strength and is to an athlete, mindset is what it is for those of us working as entrepreneurs or as business owners or as people who are moving from passion to profession. Like that, your mindset is everything. Your mind is everything. So you have to treat it like gold. And so if it, it is like that way, then you want to have a place where you can go. And I actually do. I have like a, um, a playlist of videos that I would watch or videos that I would listen to while I'm on my treadmill or videos that I listen to while I'm driving. Um, and I'm talking about YouTube videos that plays in the background while I'm driving or I'm listening to a podcast or, or I'm, I'm just around. I don't want to leave myself to myself where I know my, my thoughts can drift and I can't claim it back. You know what I mean? When your thoughts drift and you just, they're just gone. But I know that I love learning when I'm in the car and I love learning while I'm on the treadmill and that is what my go-to is. So you need to have a kit of things that you listen to 
that you might watch, that you will read, that you will hang out with when that, you know, that lull comes of feeling demotivated or like an energy. Um, yeah, and the other thing that I would say to you, the last two things that I would say in what are some ways to, to make or changes to make when you feel a lack of um, energy or motivation is go beyond your self-interest. What lights you up? What turns the switch on in your head beyond your own self-interest? A lot of the times we get stuck because um, we're doing a job or we're in business because it serves an interest of ours. That's, that's how life works, right? We've got to be able to feed ourselves, clothe ourselves, provide for ourselves, provide an income for ourselves to do so. When we take that further, we go beyond the self-interest. That's when really we can, excuse me, when we can really speak to a larger cause, a larger why, and just get still and ask yourself, what is your biggest reason for doing what you do beyond your self-interest? In fact, the episode yesterday that I uh, recorded was about exactly that. The way to move a passion to a profession and doing so without ego without status, without position, without power, without money. When you can move beyond that and look for a cause or something that lights you up, that lights on the switch in your mind, when you can go beyond those five things and go towards beyond self-interest, that's when you'll find a bigger, fatter, more substantial reason to want to be able to be motivated and have the energy to do what you do. Because that's really it, because you're playing a bigger game beyond you. The cause is bigger beyond you. The why is bigger beyond you. It impacts a lot more above and beyond what you could ever imagine of. And when you play at that level, when you create at that level, when you deliver at that level, when you speak at that level, when you are working towards that in that level, things change. The priorities change. And you tend to do what, what you have to do. Like you have to now have a place where if you're feeling down or demotivated that you will go to something that makes you reclaim your energy, reclaim your mind, reclaim your focus. Like they don't become an option. They don't become like a nice thing to do. They become a must. Like I have to do that. And that's when you go beyond self-interest. So anytime you can move a passion to a profession and you do so for the strict reason, the strict reason that is not, it's not because of money, it's not because of power, it's not because of ego, it's not because of status, it's not because of position. When you can find that thing that lights you up beyond those five things, now you're playing a bigger game because you're playing for keeps and not just for the momentary reasons of why that should happen now. And then lastly, your grit, your level of grit and what is grit? Grit is how are you going, the level of perseverance that you have. Um, and just to quote another book that I just finished reading, um, and that is a book called Grit, and I've actually mentioned it before on the podcast, and it's from a biopsychologist, and I apologize, I cannot recall her name right now, but it's a great little book. Let me just give me two seconds. It's by Angela Duckworth. I just picked it up. Um, it's called Grit, Why Passion and Resilience are the Secrets to Success. Now, let me share with you how to gain motivation and energy. Motivation is, is not something, it's never there when you need it. When you need to wake up at five in the morning because now you know that you need to wake up at five in the morning or four in the morning or six in the morning, wherever time you have to wake up in the morning because that's going to make you feel at your best. 
you conquering the morning, conquering the morning allows you to conquer the full day. But you can't because you click, you you hit the snooze button or it's too hard or you had a late night the night before and you can't get up. Grit is about doing something no matter what. No matter the fact that you slept late last night, you still have to wake up and, and meet your commitment of waking up at the time that you said you would. And because you said you're going to do something, you keep to your word. And one of the ways in which she says you develop grit, um, and she talks about how you would do it with children, but since when I, I would, because that'll take this podcast to a whole, you, it'll go for another hour if I talk about that. But if I'm going to just really make it really concise and talk about grit for adults, pick something, pick something that's an extracurricular activity. So you might have a job, you might have a, uh, a business and you are developing your grit. Like you're going to, you have to challenge yourself in your job or in your business if you enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, then go do something else. But whatever is generating an income for you, you need to enjoy that and you need to challenge yourself in that profession, however it might be. But second to that is you also need to challenge yourself in something outside of that. So you need to pick an extracurricular activity outside of your job that will develop grit in you. So what does that mean? If you're, like, if you're interested in martial arts or playing the violin or playing the piano or... Um, uh, going to soccer practice or playing volleyball, whatever it is that you would like to do. The reason why you want to do it is because you're going to have a coach, you're going to have someone teaching you, instructing you, and you're going to have to be able to go to practice even when you don't want to. You're going to have to be uh, playing and improving even when you don't want to. You need to practice over there uh, when you're with your instructor or your coach and then you have to practice maybe at home if you're playing the violin or so. The point is that if you stick to an extracurricular activity for two years, you will develop grit. You will develop the perseverance to keep going even when you're tired, even when you don't want to, even when you have to wake up early and you don't want to, even when you have to sleep early and you don't want You will develop the characteristic and you will know that energy and motivation, a huge proportion of that is your level of perseverance to push through when you don't feel like it. And that's what the book is about. And that's one way in which the author, Angela Duckworth, says is the best way, one of the best ways to develop grit, the muscle of moving forward even when you don't want to. That's what grit is to me, the muscle of moving forward even when you don't want to. Um, and that for me, just, it was like, yes, that's exactly true. Any time I've gone to do martial arts myself or play at something or create extracurricular activity when there's an instructor, the instructor will instill the discipline because you need discipline to do a lot of things. Uh, and that's just going to be instilled with you. And you'll take those skill sets that you learn at that extracurricular activity and embed it into your own life like every day. And the other thing is you have to stick to it for two years. Like you've got to stick to that extracurricular activity for two years. You can't just say, uh, be six months in and go, you can't be a dabbler. You can't just dabble into it because dabbling does not develop grit. Dabble develops comfort. I don't feel like I didn't like it. Oh, she was a bit mean to me. It's irrelevant. You pick something, you stick with it for two years. And then after two years, if you want to try something else, go for it. But that two-year period is what to live uh, provides the stamina to move forward. So that was a long answer to the question, but I would just want to briefly answer the second question as well. So the second question is, what are some free ways to feel happy right now? What are some 
free ways to feel happy right now. I'm going to take this back to the passion process that I teach. And the reason why is because anytime I need to feel happy right now and I'm not feeling happy right now, it's pretty much because I'm not doing the three things that make me happy the most. And the three things that make me happy the most is teaching, learning, and being with people, conversation, like deep and meaningful conversations. Anytime I'm not doing that, I know my day is kind of like stagnating. It's kind of stuttering. The day is kind of, you know, going slow for me. And I need to change my day. And I've changed my days to make sure that I have inclusive teaching, learning and conversations. Why do you think I read? Because I get a high from reading. Like I, I'm learning. Like I'm, that makes me happy. Why do you think I do a podcast? Because I love teaching. What I read, what I learn, what I know, what I can, I can share is me teaching you. I, I, that's why I do a podcast because I love learning because when I have people to interview, I love learning from them. And then when I'm doing podcast episodes where I'm giving back, answering questions, that's when I'm teaching. And so in conversation, so when you're asking yourself, what are the free ways that make you feel happy right now? The, in the passion process, I talk about, well, what are your hobbies, skills and talents and why do you do them? Why do you do them? What did you do as a kid and why? What are, your, what are the people and professions that are, do you aspire to have a contribution like and why? And in that column of why, you will get, you'll see a pattern emerge of who you really are, of what your triggers are that turn the light switch on in your brain. You will see why, and that's why when I do the passion process on myself, that's what I come up with all the time. The pattern that re-emerges, that switches me on is teaching, learning, and being around people, the conversation, the deep and meaning conversation. Doesn't mean I don't want downtime to myself. Doesn't mean any of that, but it means that when I'm at my optimum, I know that when I do these three things, it makes me happy. And guess what? It's free. I have control over them. So the question that's asking me this particular, my A to your Q is go do the passion process and look at what are your triggers that make you feel alive, that make you feel happy. When you find that, that is your go-to. And you don't have to rely on driving somewhere unless you want to. You don't have to rely on somebody else unless you want to. You don't have to spend any, unless you want, spend any money unless you want to. So you really are in control. It's just, would you take it? Would you take what? what is available to you to work it out for yourself. Um, and so for those of you who are thinking, what's the passion process? It's the, the process that helps you find your passion. It's at unboxyourgift.com. You need to just um, download that. It's free. But that's, that's exactly what I would say to you. Because what are some free ways to make you feel happy right now? You can go for a walk in the park. You can go for uh, go look at a free museum. You can go and read a book that you've already got. You can do, you already know all of that. Like it doesn't take someone to tell, you know, the park is free. The beach is free. Go for a walk. You know that having a conversation with a friend is free. Hopefully, uh, you know, you know, all of that is free, but I believe the question, if I were to look deeper into it, that's, even though you may know all of that is free, it's just not doing it for you. It's not hitting the spot. And the reason why it's not hitting the spot is because you need something a bit more deep and meaningful. And the deep and meaningful is work out yourself. And the way to do that, go do the passion process, find out what motivates you, what your triggers are, what brings you alive through that process. It'll show you that. And then um, go and do those things that make you feel 
happy and they're free because you've got control over them. So guys, that's my A to those two Qs. So thank you so much for the guys who have written those questions and uh, wanted some answers for that. So I'd love to let, have, listen to you guys. Did you uh, actually enjoy this episode? Did you enjoy what we were talking about, the questions and the answers provided? If so, I would love if you could leave a review on the podcast below if you're watching this and let me know your thoughts on it, anything that you do that gives birth to your creativity, to your genius. And I say that very loosely because I know we're in this culture of empowerment and genius, but I truly mean that. That genius thing is that, that thing that you are uniquely good at. And when I say that, I say it in the, in the term of, because we all have that. And once we find it, we ignite the spark within us. And so if you've got any comments, if you've got any feedback, I'd love to hear it from you. Please let me know. Please share it with someone this episode, if you feel that they need to get more energy and motivation, but are just struggling with finding how to do so. Uh, and these resources that I've mentioned with the books and the ways in which to do it, hopefully can give them an insight. And if you just pick one and just do that, that will get you closer to feeling higher on motivation and higher in energy. Because I've done all these things myself. So wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, thank you so much for listening as always, and my advice to myself and to you is that life is a gift. Let's unbox it.